Hello, welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Campoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. Well, we may sound like a broken record, but once again this week, the supply disruptions due to some of the extreme weather in Texas is our top story. Supply chain woes mounted worldwide for makers of everything from cars and clothing to home siding and medical needle containers as the extreme Texas weather and port backlogs compounded problems for manufacturers already beset by pandemic disruptions. Toyota, Honda, and Samsung were the latest multinational companies to chime in about setbacks, with the two automakers saying they would halt production at plants in North America. Yeah, clearly we've been right in the middle of it. Um, yeah, it is a broken record, but boy, this is causing all kinds of issues across the, the value chain. And we're seeing here that it's starting to trickle further downstream into um, many more consumer related products. Okay, on a similar vein, um, most US Gulf uh, petrochemical plants that were shut down um, that, you know, through the sub freezing temperatures, um, they've resumed operations or expect to restart by the end of March. Restarts have been gradual and operating rates remained reduced as producers have continually checked for any leaks in miles of pipe that was exposed to frigid cold for more than 72 hours. <clears throat> the industry remained focused on bringing crackers back online to produce ethylene needed for downstream plants that produce plastic resins and other products. Yep, once again, it's impacting the industry further downstream. Um, and along those lines, uh, specific to Dow Chemical, all but one of Dow's U.S. Gulf Coast crackers are operational, and the company expects its plants to continue ramping up through March and into April. They are still dealing, like many others, with raw material constraints and are continuing to repair damage from all the weather. Yeah, it's good to see though some progress. You know, I've I've heard some other reports where uh, refineries are for the most part back online. It's the plant locations that are still trying to struggle to get back up. All right, as we take a look um, to Europe, there was a wave of force majeures in Europe are putting unprecedented pressure on an already tight chemical market across the region with strong demand sending prices skyrocketing to new levels. And this is all according to an analysis by ISIS, ICIS. There are uh, force majeures affecting 20, 43 products in Europe, including two global force majeures on nylon. There are also 20 force majeures in the US and three in South Africa that have impacted supply chain in Europe and compounded global tightness for various products. Yeah, and this story just highlights the ripple effect um, from not only the pandemic and the the demand coming back online, but also the weather related shutdowns that we saw um, towards the end of February and into March and 20 force majeures in the US. Yeah, it's obviously much more significant than that. Um, maybe there's been more that have come back online and, it, and maybe those force majeures 
all of them aren't impacting Europe. Um, could be a combination of both. Well, these supply chain woes have led to European chemicals, high run rates and margins are here to stay at least through the first half of the year, propping up producers earnings. And its quarterly supply chain tracker, chemicals equity analyst at Credit Suisse said, however, that producers in downstream, more specialty chemical, chemical focused sectors may face headwinds throughout the year as pricing versus raw materials are set to dent their profitability. And that's the, the million dollar question, right? How is this gonna impact? Is the supply going to um, cause financial hardships or is the ability to raise pricing gonna create some tailwinds? Yeah, to be able to offset that. And producers that have not been stuck in the crosshairs are certainly gonna have a very good year. Yeah. Yep. But I think the, the message here also is that this is going to have a fairly lengthy impact. It's not just a, a Q1 or Q2 thing. In this story, it's it could have impacts throughout the entire year. All right, let's talk a little bit about oil prices. Um, oil prices recovered slightly on Friday after plunging 7% a day earlier. It's evidence that crude recovery and that of the wider economy won't be as smooth or quick after the coronavirus pandemic. Analysts widely expect oil's recovery to be choppy, given the uncertainties around vaccine roll rollouts and OPEC's decision to tamp down production. But the price collapse this week is likely a market correction and not so much the start of another oil crash. I just can't see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, oil definitely um, is now below $60 a barrel by, by most um, markets, um, which hasn't been below that in a couple months now, so we'll see. And related, uh, the world's thirst for gasoline isn't likely to return to pre-pandemic levels. This is according to the International Energy Agency and the forecast that they're putting together. They've called for a peak uh, for fuel. Uh, the Paris Space Energy Watchdog and its closely followed five-year forecast said an, ex an accelerating global shift towards electric vehicles, along with increasing fuel efficiency among gasoline-powered fleets, will more than outweigh demand growth from developing countries. Wow, that's pretty pretty interesting uh, metric or forecast. Yeah, for sure. I know we'll that the, the power grid has been a, um, a hindrance in some of those countries around electricity, so it'll be interesting to see. True. Except for Norway. All right, so in new product introductions and company announcements, we've got uh, Schlumberger. Um, so Schlumberger New Energy announced the development of a lithium extraction pilot plant through its new venture, Neolith Energy. The plant will be in Clayton Valley, Nevada, and uses a differentiated direct lithium extraction, or DLE, process to enable the production of high-purity, battery-grade lithium material while reducing the production time from over a week, oh, oh, excuse me, over a year to weeks. This innovative process can create new market opportunities for lithium extraction and battery manufacturing economy and maximize the value of lithium rich resource base in Nevada with cutting edge extraction technology. So that's that's really interesting news in, in a world where there just isn't enough lithium to make enough batteries. Yeah, for sure. And that ties into the, the previous story about uh, potential gasoline usage peak. 
French flavor specialist Man has consolidated a portfolio of natural aromatic ingredients sourced from the shortest possible supply chain under the banner Manor Source. The move taps into the clear labeling theme, which sees consumers expressing more interest in products that highlight where its ingredients were sourced from without declarable additives. The most popular ones for the sweet applications are vanilla extracts and botanical and fruit infusions. For the savory applications, concentrated veg vegetable juices and spice act extracts. Sounds extra savory. All right, speaking of savory, um, we have some M&A news. Novax AB, a Swedish investment company, has acquired a majority stake in UK-based clean label food ingredients specialist Ulrich & Short. Ulrich & Short continued to operate as a standalone business with its founders Adrian Short and Andrew Ulrich saying, staying on as minority shareholders and the existing management team remaining in place. Ulrich & Short specializes in herbal, natural, clean label ingredients and is well positioned to meet the long-term trends of consumers and food producers who are moving forward, or excuse me, moving toward healthier and more sustainable food alternatives. Yeah, these are two food companies that I'm not too familiar with, but um, obviously they're doing some cool things with food ingredients. All right, that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch. Until then, stay safe. Take care.